Again, good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us in this episode number 16 of the BRM Brown Bag. This is a special episode because we are today having a BRM legend and co-founder of BRM Institute, Juan Merlin, joining us uh, in this special edition of the BRM Brown Bag. Thanks so much, Juan. I know that you had a lot of responsibilities and we took away some of your time to share your perspectives around the business relationship management journey that you have gone through it. So um, kick it off and tell us your journey on the BRM space and uh, how are things uh, in this new um, way of life. Tell us about your journey so far. Okay. Suresh, thank you very much for the opportunity to do this. Um, for most of my career, I was doing things like this all the time, all around the world. I retired nearly two years ago, and this is the first time I've had to think about PowerPoints and screens and what have you. So I apologize if I'm a little rusty, but thank you very much for the opportunity um, to get back into my, my favorite topic. Okay, with that... I do have some slides. Um, I most value the questions, but I want to set things up just by setting some some background. Well, I see, uh, as you start to bring these uh, slides, I'll probably get a context of what we're going to do today. A lot of times people are very um, skeptical about this whole journey of the BRM. Uh, it's not easy. It's not a bit of roses. So we want to learn from um, you from all your journey to do that in terms of opportunities and challenges that we need to be cognizant when we embark on this journey of uh, business relationship management. And um, who else is better equipped uh, to give our viewers a perspective of the journey? And as you rightly said, we have a few questions that have come up in our previous conversation with practicing BRM. So hopefully we can have some time to do this in the next 20 minutes or so. Yeah. Okay, very good. All right. Um, okay. So, yeah, just to uh, recap the objective, uh, Q&A to review and discuss the common pitfalls to avoid in implementing BRM as a role, a discipline, and a capability. Sort of three different aspects and possibilities to uh, what we mean by BRM. So that's that's what I, uh, what I want to try to do. Um, I retired a couple of years ago, but before that, over 40 years, mostly working in the IT strategy space, what we used to call the business IT strategy space. Um, and I would teach on that. I did a lot of multi-company research on that subject and would write and consult. So within that 40 plus years, the last 20 plus years have been developing and deploying BRM capabilities. That just surfaced as one of the most promising organizational in, um, innovations that I had seen uh, over 20 years of studying organization design. So that's why I became very fascinated in BRM. As you mentioned, Suresh uh, co-founded the uh, BRM Institute in 2013 and uh, retired in 2019 with the publication of the book, which itself was actually a distillation of mm, 
16 years or so of blogging. And in the last 12 years of that 16 years, most of the blogging was about business relationship management. So in some respects, it became a real time as I was learning about what worked and didn't work. I was capturing that through um, through the blog posts. Um, just to summarize, so look, this is a role that sits at the intersection of a service provider and a business partner. The vast majority of service providers early on, especially, were IT professionals. But the role has spread and now it's common in human resources, sometimes in finance and other sort of what would have been called shared services functions primary goal to stimulate surface and shape demand for optimum value. Um, I've never met an IT professional or a CIO who said, we, we don't know what to be doing. Um, they may well say, we're not sure what we should be doing, but we've always got demand coming in and we respond to the loudest, uh, the squeaky wheel, which may not be where we should be responding. At its best, I think of the BRM and the BRM should think of themselves and position themselves as both a member of a business team and a provider usually IT management team. So I get to sit on both sides of that. That that was key. The core themes, it's all about value. I think the, um, the BRM uh, should be obsessed with the pursuit of value. Um, one of my colleague co-founders, Dr. Alexander Zhuk, co-founder of the Institute, he used to say business relationship management is a meditation on value. Uh, and I love that. Right. So it's about having clarity of your value system. What is your value system? I remember many years ago consulting with a large um, global pharmaceutical. And if you talk to the head of research, value to them was getting a drug to market three months earlier. That was worth billions potentially. Value to the head of marketing um, was a drug that was safe and effective and could be communicated um, in a powerful way. Uh, manufacturing was all about, you know, can we build this? Can we create this drug and know that we have highest possible quality assurance? So different value systems, having real clarity on what outcomes are the business trying to achieve. Um, that's probably the most important theme, this, you know, relentless focus on value. Underneath that, obviously, of course, that depends upon relationships, relationships that are trusted on both sides, that have an appropriate focus that's going to take us to the value goal, and that share perspective. So, provider and consumer, as it were, of those services are at least roughly on the same page, ideally on exactly the same page. It's about services, managing services strategically. Do we need new services? Do we still need these old services? Why do we have these services? Um, ensuring a positive customer experience. Does the customer know how to access a service, how to engage a service, how to evaluate a service, etc., how to pay for a service potentially, um, and business engagement. How do we really get the business engaged such that the BRM role 
has a strategic impact, not just of getting dragged down into the tactical, which we'll see as one of the big risks. And finally, capabilities. A bunch of good BRMs is a start. It's not a finish. We actually have to have clarity. Again, how do I access a BRM? How do I engage them? Um, and all of the, the rules and uh, methods of engagement. Um, so those are sort of core themes. Um, there's a device I won't go into now, the house of BRM that we created. Anyone who's interested in that should go to the um, online canvas for the BRM Institute, and this will be explained in some detail. Um, as will this maturity model. This emerged out of multi-client research I was doing, oh, I don't know, 30 years ago. And it stood the test of time. To the left of this curve is business demand and how that evolves from very basic things. The goal is always cost savings. I need more operational uh, information. And typically the business needs come from HR and from finance and from marketing and manufacturing. And they're all different. They're all pulling in different directions. And somehow the BRM has to make sense of that. Level two, a higher level maturity is often about business process re-engineering, getting more strategic, not looking for just little tactical bips and bops, but, but really doing something that's going to have an impact for the, the business, its customers, its suppliers. We still need the operational information. We need to know how many widgets we've developed this, we've built this week, but we also need um, management information. What are the most profitable of our widgets? Which ones seem to be in a growth mode? Which ones seem to be declining? And, and so on. <clears throat> you know you've reached level two when things shift from um, disparate demand coming from different functions to more of a process orientation, higher to retire. Um, um, procure to pay and these end-to-end -end business processes. In level three, the demand is all about business growth and innovation. What could we be doing differently? Well, how could we be doing it differently? Um, how can we react if a COVID crisis, heaven help us, comes along? How can we react quickly to that? Um, and one of the things we need to do that is not just operational information, how many widgets, not just management information, which are the most profitable widgets, but market information. Um, in a COVID crisis, do people still need widgets or is there something else we should be focused on? <clears throat> so that that's demand. I'm not going to go through the supply side. I'd say at level one, supply is very much reacting to business demand. Level two is more like co-shaping. Um, and level three is absolutely, it's a collaborative process. And if there was an annual strategy planning cycle, it now becomes a continuous strategy planning cycle, thanks to the BRM role sitting between provider and consumer, if I can use that term. Um, We'll look at this term in a minute, but generally below the middle of, I'm pointing at my screen like you can see my hand, <laughs> the um, middle um, of level two, we tend to shift from 
the tactical need for a BRM or the need for a tactical BRM, we get above mid-level two and now we start needing a strategic BRM. Maybe the same person who has grown into, grown into strategic capability, maybe a different person with a different background. That obviously, you know, depends on all sorts of things. Um, we developed very early on in the life of this BRM research a very simple maturity model. Yeah, level one BRM, you know, the one who shouts loudest, I will, uh, I will do what they need. Uh, that's level one. It's very ad hoc, unpredictable. Uh, level two, I'm an order taker. You come to me with what you want and I'll try and get it done. Um, not a sustainable state. It's um, all sorts of risks we'll look at in a second. Level three, I'm a service provider. As long as I've got a service well-defined and um, we have the capability delivering that service, everything is good. Someone comes to me for something I haven't done before. Yeah, it's I'm going to have to learn on the fly, as it were. Get to level four. We're actually a trusted advisor. The cooperation based upon mutual respect and understanding. An important step towards what I think of as nirvana. We truly are strategic partners. We have shared goals for maximizing value, shared risks, and shared rewards. We really are in this together. We're in the same foxhole. You need me, and you know it. I need you, and um we know that so the goal is to be operating at a strategic five level but if you fall down at any of the lower levels you're not going to get a chance to get to the higher levels it truly is a maturity model you know you've got to learn to crawl before you learn to walk and then you learn to run and then you learn to take home olympic gold um mistakes in in setting up a BRM capability, not involving, involving key stakeholders in the design and role and discipline. It's not that they may tell you something you didn't think of. They probably will. But it's giving them the sense that we have created this role and capability based upon what we learned from you that is missing today. Um, so getting them involved from the very beginning is important. Otherwise, they're wondering, what's Vaughn Merlin doing this time? You know, why doesn't he go back to his programming and actually deliver something for us? Uh, succumbing to the tactical demands of your business partners. If the business partners <coughs> have not been used to leveraging IT, for example, for strategic value, they won't even know what questions to ask. They will ask you, um, could you please help me clean the, uh, the, the trackball on my mouse? Uh, thinking that's what a BRM does. You know, I'm here to solve your technical issues. Um, so the more that you respond, I've seen BRMs who think the way to build trust is to do whatever my, my business partner wants. And unfortunately, you position yourself tactically and you will forever be seen as tactically. Um, another mistake is making the BRM a single point of contact. And I've 
helped a number of clients recover. And it's not easy to do once you've created that problem. Um, it, it's tough one to get out of. Single point of focus. I'm good with that. Nothing wrong with that, but not a single point of contact. Um, underestimating the impact on and from other roles. Suddenly realizing you've got an enterprise architecture function. Um, aren't they supposed to be getting close to business and understand where does the BRM and enterprise architecture play? If you don't address those issues at the very beginning, they're going to come back to bite. Not paying attention to titles and levels, often as a new role, management is reluctant to get into the salary discussion. Well, it's a new role, it's a junior role, and we're saying, no, no, it can't be a junior. And you get into these um, putting people who really don't have the background and experience and skills into a role that is almost designed to fail by accident. Um, having BRM sit too far away from business partners, I know for, you know, in Asia, that's difficult. Um, Suresh, I don't know how much territory you cover, but it's vast. I'm sure you have um, more. It's all about the relationship. And we, for us, relationship matters more than anything else. I mean, we don't want, we don't do any business until we get our relationship straight, right? <laughs> we want to be very, very particular about that because uh, in Asian cultures, we, we think that the relationship is more important and you want to look at lifelong relationship. And then we kind of get into conversation. Uh, we get even personal discussions, which sometimes yeah. is not the typical of the West when we kind of come there because we just concentrate business. Well, we, we, we find it to be odd when you just come and directly talk about business because, you know, we have not been raised like that. We have not been used to that. So it's interesting. Extra set of challenges. I wasn't aware of that, but it makes sense. Um, so, yeah, so a large physical distance, at least, I'd say at least once a year, ideally two or three or four times a year, it pays to be physically together. Um, and not taking time to assess business needs first, you know, need to start with some humble inquiry. Uh, so those are the common mistakes. Key considerations, BRM role can be tactical or strategic. It really can't be both, it's just a different skill set. It's hard to reposition once you've established the BRM as a tactical role. It's hard to elevate it to strategic. That's something to watch. Um, your provider, again, commonly IT supply maturity, their ability to deliver and stimulate and shape demand is a key factor in determining, you know, can we get away with a strategic BRM or do we need to start tactically? They are, not all your BRMs have to be the same type. And actually, we started seeing BRM teams where there was a BRM lead working at the senior executive level, you know, BRM manager working with uh, heads of business units and BRM analysts who are supporting the BRM team um, doing financial calculations and, and whatever. Um, so that's... Uh, some key considerations. Um, I'll, I'll send you this at the end and you can determine what to do with it. I want to talk about all of the, um, <coughs> 
um, all, all of the individual components. But it's worth taking a minute just to think about, you know, so what was a business partner at its best be saying about BRM? Our investments in technology are realizing the greatest benefits for us that we have seen in many years. My BRM truly understands my business. When I have a business problem to solve, my BRM is one of the folks I bring to the table. That's sort of, you know, th have that mental model. That's what you want your business partners to be thinking about the BRM role. Um, the, the executives at the manager levels, you want them to know BRM is easy to work with. IT is easy to work with. We have a productive relationship. Um, Leaders in the IT organization, BRMs help us recognize what capabilities we need to deliver on the demand, and they work with us to coordinate our support on critical issues. Um, the BRMs are saying our business partners turn to us early and often. Our portfolio of capabilities, projects, services has a significant percentage of high value initiatives and activities. So that's sort of what it should look like at its best. Um, okay, let me throw this open. Let's get into the Q&A.